Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Matt, we just finished recording Oxygen. We're now on to Profile, which is a film that takes place within the subgenre of the uh, screen, screen life, life. Uh, films that are usually produced by Timor Beck Mambatov, who is now directing, which is his first film as a director within uh, this genre. He also produced within the, Screen Life. Yeah, yeah the Screen Life. He also produced uh, Searching and Unfriended, but he's never directed one of these before. So it's kind of interesting that we're we're having this conversation and his first movie since Ben Hur. Yeah. It, oh God, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember seeing that in the theater alone and just being so sad. Um, yeah, a, a director who has made his name off of more movies that are, you know, based in and around sort of video game aesthetic and and style than anything else. You think of Night Watch and Day Watch and uh, Wanted and Abraham Lincoln Vampire uh, Hunter and and all these high concept kind of thrillers, and then he's finally able to sort of take a novelty approach to genre filmmaking within the screen life you know whether it be he's kind of the godfather of it like he's produced searching he produced our hashtag j he uh, produced unfriended like all all of them essentially yeah and and so what he's doing is he's taking familiar genres whether they be horror uh mystery uh in the case of you know our uh hashtag j uh shakespeare and sort of manipulating them and sort of tailoring them to the screen life and screen life being, you know, all taking place on a computer screen as the event unfold or devices. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like most, uh, electronic devices, but mostly that can on a record. computer screen. He, he yeah, didn't mostly. have anything to do with host, which I think is one of the more interesting ones to come out of uh, yeah. shutter uh, th- that played on shutter last year. Um, this is one that, walks a very fine line um between sort of political correctness and yeah. exploitation uh within a genre that you're somewhat familiar with i mean this is basically sort of like your your classic sort of undercover kind of storyline instead of cops you have a journalist uh, a british journalist who is basically um trying to catfish um a jihadist um sort of recruiter and goes online and creates a kind of fake profile and, and sort of another life for herself um, to lure this guy in. And in doing so, she kind of begins to have an emotional connection to him. And uh, as these stories usually go, you know, she can't really separate those two lives or they become blurry as they, as they progress. And I think that it's kind of interesting that we're seeing, you know, this movie that again, you know, played, you know, the festival circuit in 2018, 23 years ago. Yeah. yeah and, and is now finally getting a release through focus features. Um, I th- think that it's sometimes very thrilling and engaging and the novelty still works, but there were other yeah. times I was thinking to myself, well, why did they need to make this a screen life movie? I mean, the the only reason they do is because it's based on because that's know, this, how she talks to him. Essentially, yeah, a novel, yeah. and it's, so it's like she interacts through social media with this guy. So it's like, okay, well, let's use this as the excuse to sort of structure an entire movie around that. 
Yeah, I get why they did it. I just don't think it maybe necessarily needed to be made that way. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, I totally they understand. Then it would just be a generic. It just like you know undercover, undercover thriller. Kinda, yeah, so I, I totally understand why you go, why you read this book and go, oh, there's something interesting here that we could do with screen life because she basically you know catfishes this guy essentially and like you know or just go undercover catfishing and, like, her. Yeah, and 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 yeah, I'm with you that it 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 you know walks on this very fine line of being you know borderline uh, offensive and um and and I don't know I just I, I couldn't really vibe with this and I do like screen life and I think that that's probably what will you know keep your attention it hasn't um you know uh, worn out yet like the novelty of it like we haven't gotten too too many of them to the point where you're like all right if i see another fucking screen life movie like i can't and like obviously he's produced the majority of them and um even going back to um i mean nevis um my fiance she uh, um in her uh, thesis show she took curatorial at um, um ocad and she had a screen life short um which is one of the first ones noah I, uh, right noah yeah, yeah. Um, which is very good tiff it's very good and uh, that was probably the first screen life thing i'd ever seen and i'm like oh this is a very clever uh like interesting way to kind of you know tell a story in a modern you know context and um i really like searching i love host um i saw host for the first time this past halloween and yeah and i i see why you go okay they talked over social media she kind of um that's how they never really met in person and and things like that so i get why you do it but then as i'm watching i'm like oh this feels like kind of gross at times and um and i just never i felt like the time jumps and the time period and and how it's portrayed was a little jarring it's and, kind and, of chapter based but um, it's broken up into uh movie files where it's like day yeah. one and then it kind of goes like oh and I down to like seven or because, eight or nine yeah and i just felt like you're skipping over like big chunks of the movie and when the movie so heavily relies on this relationship between these two characters and that being a believable one um I feel like it's really doing itself a disservice to skip, you know, a week or two of their conversations and then kind of jump in and just hope that you understand that they, you know, are starting to develop. She's starting to develop feelings for him or, or, uh, you know, the relationship starting to become real rather than her just trying to expose this, this person. And that's the stuff that I just couldn't really, you know, like, I just felt like the time jumps were like jarring and I'm like, okay, I don't really buy into this at all. And then on top of that, I just felt like the portrayal of, um, you know, the, um, uh, like of, everyone in the movie was just kind of like it, it felt a bit icky well the nation just, of like, islam and, and and yeah specifically i mean like it is targeting extremists but it is riding yeah. that fine line of like you know and i guess you can Islamophobic. you can uh, uh, islam <laughs> xenophobia and islamophobia yeah. but also sort of yeah. like you know the character herself i mean that i think is interesting that um that Amy, um, who's played by Valine Kane, who's probably yeah. best known for playing Jin Erso's mother in, in uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story in, in the opening sequence, um, 
you know, has these prejudices herself as a character. Um, and we see that with, you know, a tech support guy who is also Muslim and sort of helping yeah. her uh, along and sort of her apprehension at first of, of him sort of, you know, uh, talking her through sort of, you know, the the tech side of things of, of being able to record on her, her thinking end. that he'll be, you know, sympathetic towards this guy and stuff where ironically it, <laughs> Yeah, thing. or or way, or yeah. like when she's going online and learning how to you know put on a, a hijab or or sort yeah. of you know use makeup in a, in a certain way and again like it kind of borderlines on like okay where is this going is this exploitation or is this juxtaposition to show like a a social commentary of how you know you know we live versus sort of you know freedom fighters or what the definition of a freedom fighter is versus an extremist and and how yeah. we see the world from sort of a, a western culture and that kind of thing and some of it works and some of it doesn't and and i think that again like the the kind of the real time thriller of it unfolding and and how the events get more intense as you know you're brought into day like you know 15 or or 25 or closer to the end of it and how you know this is her basically trying to write a piece, a news piece, and she's feeling the pressure to do that. But also that now she's having some moral sort of uh, quandary, whether it comes to sort of like this relationship and this connection she has to this guy and whether or not, you know, he's really who he says he is. And then her relationship with her editor, uh, which is funny because it's uh, uh, Christine Adams who played uh, uh Jeffrey Dean Morgan's editor in uh, The Unholy, where she's just basically right, playing the right. same role. Uh, <laughs> she's very good at that. Yeah. yeah and she was also um, uh, Rucker Hauer's secretary in Batman Begins, which I thought was funny. Um, and sort of, and then again, like going back to Amy's relationship with her boyfriend and sort of moving in with her and feeling the, pre- with him and, and feeling the pressures of sort of not just commitment, but the expenses of living in sort of a nicer flat in London, but then also again, looking at this other side of the world and, and sort of, you know, this one young girl who is kind of sort of brought into it and, 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 and turned and how that kind of all plays out as well. So it's, it's interesting, but it also has this weird ending where it almost ends in a kind of like Clint Eastwood, like propaganda, like kind of way where it's like, we can't let the terrorists win. We can't live in fear. We have to always do the right thing and expose these people for what they're, for what they're doing. It's, it's, it's such a a strange kind of jumbling of sort of uh, ethics and morals and, and overall, like it's supposed to entertain you because I think that's what it fundamentally is, is, is a thriller. It's a thriller. Um, But it just, it's, it's very confusing. And again, like even looking at like a Russian filmmaker sort of tackling a a subject matter that has to do with the middle East, especially sort of with the middle East and Russia sort of uh, that, that fraught tension that they've had since, you know, like the 1980s. So um there's a lot there to unpack, but I, I do think that there it is mildly entertaining as kind of a, a VOD watch that it's something that like, you know, if you see it on Amazon prime one day or exactly, something like that, yeah. I would say, yeah, give it a go. And, and, and if you vibe you. with the yeah. screen life movies, I think like if they're not for you, I don't think this is going to do anything for you, but um, like I'd put it on the lower tier of them. Again, I haven't, nec- I haven't watched unfriended, um, but out of the ones that I've seen, like this kind of, to me, I just kept, I just felt myself rolling my eyes a lot throughout a lot of it. And I know it's based on a true story and it's based on a, a, a you know, a, 
uh, a book, but I don't know. It just felt like it was a stretch throughout the whole thing. Everything that was happening. Um, and I think I go back to the, I didn't like the chapter based of like clicking on the files and jumping into something and her rewatching the videos and like, and then there's a scene in a candy shop at the end that is just so over the top that I was just like, it. Ne- I never bought into that character caring that much about this guy and so it just really kind of took me out of it and uh, but then again like everything leading up to that like their conversations and 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 all through it again it's a lot taking over like it's basically watching a skype conversation throughout most of it and then um and you get those tense moments of you know her having to you know talk to the it guy or her boyfriend coming in or you know a dog that she has in her home like uh, kind of interfering so there are certain little things like that but for the most part i feel like it just feels like you know a, a webcam conversation and i just don't know if you necessarily needed that uh to be made into a screen life movie and it, it's fine i guess like but I, it's better than everything that timor beck uh, Mambatov is is made in <laughs> yeah, my sure. opinion. I think it's the best sure. thing. I don't know if that's saying much because I mean, talking about that remake of Ben Hur, which was god awful, um, yeah. <laughs> pun intended, I guess. Um, it, it, you just like I, I look at his movies and I just I wonder, like, why he became such a a, a big name in in hollywood for that short amount of time like it's i think i I mean wanted really i I remember wanted with angelina jolie and her having the back tattoo and the butt shot and like and then well day and and night watch were big deals too right like they were kind of big international successes and people were kind of thinking he was like you know the 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 next what i would say when you're talking about yes exactly i was going to compare it to the matrix and just be like you know wanted came at that perfect time after the matrix movies where i feel like you know, he jumped in and I think he got, you know, uh, knighted as, you know, okay, here's someone after the Wachowskis that has a similar kind of style with the, I mean, Wanted had, you know, the curved bullets and the slow motion and stuff too. And like Wanted, not a great movie um, either. Um, An okay movie, I remember. I haven't, I think I actually went back and rewatched it um, not too long ago, but I still forget everything. An early Chris Pratt role too. Um, yeah, I remember that. As Barry. Um, and then I, I've seen really only his English language stuff. So I saw like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which is not good. And then Classic. I and then I think after that I was like, I, I'm good. And I did not need to see Ben Hur. So Yeah, Ben Hur is um, terrible. Like I, I appreciate that he's, you know, he's really kind of going, hey, there's something here with screen life movies, and I'm going to be that guy who's going to shepherd a bunch of them in, in different genres. And I feel like it is a subgenre that you can tackle a lot of main genres in like we've seen horror movies we've seen thrillers we've seen you know a shakespeare adaptation now um so i'm i'm curious to see moving forward you know what other styles of movies that you um can make over screen life because i feel like it is a very modern you know new kind of genre and um that really i think captures you know our culture right now. And, you know, especially in the last year, that's all we've been doing. We record our podcasts online. We're on social media all the time. So I feel like a lot of it can really be, you know, um, uh, engrossing or, or relatable even when you're watching these movies, because we spend so much time on these devices that I, I, this one, I just, I don't know. I feel like the performances maybe just weren't there for me where, um, I, I never bought into the relationship. And I feel like if you don't buy into it right away, you're just not going to really vibe with the movie. Yeah, I, I think it's it's 
just more an interesting exercise than anything else and sort of adding to the list of genres you can sort of yeah put in with this. uh you know this this subgenre specifically and yeah like i i'm i'm curious to watch um we we couldn't watch it uh during south by southwest but uh language lessons with uh mark duplass which apparently is also uh a screen life film but uh is just more of a, a sort of a like a, a plutonic rom-com uh, than anything yeah, that's else. Something that I, oh, I'm, I'm closing. As, as Matt closes his blinds, and then it's just darkness. I forgot I don't have any lights on. Um, I did close the window because it was getting cold. But yeah, I, I, a rom com is something that um, I thought about. That would be obviously, you know, someone falling in love, maybe long distance or over online dating and and, and stuff like that, or during the pandemic. I think that's what that movie takes place um, in, right? So when you can't really see someone in person, how do you kind of build a relationship online with someone? I think there's a, a, a ton of different genres that you can kind of do and um, maybe a sports movie and like an esports movie that takes the classic like sports movie formula e, 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 and like yeah, e. <laughs> sports it's in the game. Um, something like that. Like I, I, I think that's what this movie kind of showed me is that there are different kind of genres, whether it's a, you know, sort of political thriller like this or whatever, I guess um, not political, but sort of. But I also think it's harder to maybe cast like big name celebrities in roles for it's this stuff like kind this. of stuff because like I think like even though the performances aren't great in this, I think it works in terms of like you're not taken out by like you know some big name sort of interfacing on your screen. Like when Deborah know? Messing shows up as the cop in search. <laughs> yeah, I mean John Cho is a big name, but John Cho works though. But the I don't performance know, like, is so good, right? Like yeah. you're 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 invested in his performance, but he's a recognizable actor. But yeah, when Deborah Messing pops up, you're kind of like, oh, this is Deborah Messing. Where like again, you know the unfriended. Not that she's even a, like a huge name anymore, really right. either. But you still recognizable. Yeah, we're the unfriended movies and hosts they're just you know up and coming kids right or, or and i think that's what teens. works best in this stuff right because yeah. if you have fucking tom cruise like on <laughs> on on discord talking to someone being like a call of duty fucking player or something i don't know it, do, it doesn't work like i think you unknowns do work the best with this kind of stuff but um i think it's a creative way even for new filmmakers i think too right like um you know, if you want to make something on a super low budget that maybe you could still tell an interesting story and you have the capability, if you have a computer and screen record and, and things like that, that you, you could do something that is interesting through screen life. So, um, I'm always open to it. This one just kind of didn't quite work for me. Um, but it did make, it reminded me that I should go watch the unfriended movies. Cause like, I know the first one's not supposed to be very good, but I've no. heard people kind of like dark web, but dark web is um, also very depressing where we're yeah. unfriended. The first one is kind of silly where it's like you think like a spirit has possessed your you know your computer modem and it's just like come on guys like who are you kidding here yeah and then we're getting searching too which is very weird with less deborah messing it it must just have a completely new cast yeah i think it's almost going to be like an anthology sequel where it's just a name and it's just like a different sort of um uh, mystery kind of disappearance kidnapping storyline yeah, and I'm I'm totally down for that, but um, it's just weird to 
searching too just sounds weird. Uh, anyways, um, I didn't, yeah, I think the performances really needed to carry this movie and, um, it, I just couldn't buy into the relationship. I feel like the time jumps didn't really quite work for me. The screen life stuff, some of the thriller elements were okay, but, um, I'm just going to give the movie a two and a half. I'll give it a three out of five. I actually liked the execution of it, but I do agree that the performances aren't that strong and, uh, it's it's still a fairly conventional uh, storyline that's trying to be sort of interwoven within the screen life genre, where I think the other films that we mentioned do it a little bit better or feel like they're harder to sort of take out um, the screen life aspect, where this you could uh, make a straight version of this without uh, incorporating uh, the sort of on-screen stuff. So, um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I totally understand that as well. Um, if you guys like this, uh, we have a couple other reviews that we would love for you guys to check out. We have uh, um, uh, Wrath of Man review out right now. Uh, we reviewed the series premiere of The Bad Batch, uh, Without Remorse, uh, Things Heard and Seen, Mortal Kombat, Stowaway, Chaos Walking, Mitchells versus the Machines, um, Oxygen we just posted as well, so go check that one out um tons of reviews on this channel so um and we'll have tons more upcoming in the next uh you know all throughout the summer uh hopefully knock on wood that movies we get access to here in ontario uh please go check out the 91st draft of the entitled movie podcast uh where we talk about you know i got vaccinated uh i got um am i still there yeah it said lost connection to server weird um am i am i there now yeah yeah no you were there the whole time God, today has been a, a nightmare. But it's from, technology, yeah. man. It, yeah, yeah. It, it happens. Ah, there you go. Um, I talk about getting vaccinated, getting in the Critics' Choice Association. Um, Eric and I talk about uh, Pam and Tommy. What the hell else did we talk about? David Cronenberg. Um, David Cronenberg. Oh, yeah, baby. So lots of stuff over on the 91st draft. So go subscribe to Untitled Movie Podcast for that. We have a new Letterbox HQ that we would love for you guys to go check out. It's called. It's at Untitled Podcast on Letterboxd. Um, so if you're on Letterboxd, go follow us over there. Um, that'll be a hub for all of our social channels, all of the posting of our reviews uh, we'll still do that on all the other social channels obviously but like that's going to be the hub for everything all of our ratings everything i'm starting to it's almost there i've almost added in all of our ratings and it'll be kind of an interesting place to kind of see the history of the podcast and all of our reviews and different things like that so um, <laughs> i just want to see like what we've given one star to what we've given five stars to um the only stuff i've i've given five stars is if we both give it five stars um, I think I might have to edit a couple of those, but yeah, letterbox HQ. I'm loving it. So go over there. Uh, thank you to everyone who's followed already. Um, and that's pretty much it. You can follow me at, uh, Matt Rohrbeck on all those social medias. Please drop us a review if you would be so kind. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Go Eric. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm Eric Washington. Uh, you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Love that screen life, baby.